a Podcast One production. Hi, I'm Nat Kringudis. And I'm Cecilia Ramsdale. Welcome to The Wellness Collective, a podcast where we invite you to be part of our wellness community to share, learn and live better. Here we are with another episode of The Wellness Collective. And in this episode, we chat with funny man Hamish Blake. I'm pretty sure everyone knows who he is. We talk about the different drives for men and women to have children and how our roles are somewhat different. We ask him if it matters that his kids see everything he's done on YouTube and the rest of his life. We ask him how he feels about his kids seeing everything and all of his life on YouTube, and if he's worried that they're going to follow in the same footsteps. And we talk about his cake-making skills and how that whole situation started. This episode is definitely hilarious. We'll leave you feeling happy, and we hope you enjoy it. Hi, Nat. Cecilia. Here we are again. You know what? We I know. <laughs> Something different. Every week I looked at the calendar and went, wow, this this year, is, there's been a lot of weeks and I've done nothing. But anyway, here we are. Um, now, we've done so many podcasts about mothering, haven't we? Oh, yes. It seems we've to be. We've covered off every aspect of you mothering. You know, before you're a mother, thinking about being a mother, while you're brewing your baby. baby after. happens when you it all turns out. to. Mm-hmm, all the things. Yep. We've never covered fatherhood. No. And so today we've reached out to a very special guest to help us with this topic. I don't even know if he knows that's the topic that we decided we wanted to talk to him about. But I, I think thought he's a- I was here to learn how to get better orgasms. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was our, one of our previous episodes that we weren't prepared yeah, sorry, for. I thought, you were doing a, I thought you were doing a two-part special and I was the second bit. <laughs> Did you see that we weren't actually prepared for it? We researched this hot, totally wrong person and then we didn't know what the... In- we didn't even ask. And then all of a sudden she starts talking about you know, like orgasm a day. Oh, okay. I thought we were actually talking about Jesus and spirituality. Oh. Oh, it was okay. as far no. from... Anyway, that was fun. Awesome. It was, it was, well, it's like that. I mean, again, we're getting off the topic here, but you remember that time on the BBC where they were meant to be talking about economic policy or something and they got the driver from... Like, there was the driver <laughs> that, that, like, had dropped the minister at the studio and it was just a bloke and who was just too polite to go... I'm not the guy you think I am. And then just like <laughs> rush out in the corridor and grab this guy and put a mic on him and go, and you're through here. And I guess he's just like, okay. And then sitting down on breakfast television, like, all right, now, Minister, welcome. <laughs> he's just here going, I, hey, I'm not. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm not anything I am. But it's so funny because she says something about 30 uh, an orgasm a day and Cecilia goes, oh. (laughs) (laughs) It's the funniest um, intro anyway. It's a lot more interesting. Anyway, special guest, in case you haven't picked up that wonderful familiar voice, please introduce yourself. Hello, everybody. I'm Hamish Blake. Uh, no specialty in being a father, but I have two technical runs on the board in terms of children. Who, yeah. because I'm recording this at my place, um, I'm zooming you guys. You can hear them running around in the background. You're going to get live uh, interactions from the kids. Live, you'll, you'll, get live you, you'll get live proof that I'm a dad. Um, I just don't uh, you love though that that's so accepted now as part of people's lives that. Up until 2020, if you had a life that involved a family, which, you know, plenty of people did, that did not correspond with work at all. No, no. Now it's like... It's just part of the fun. I love yeah, it. The children should be seen and not heard. That's definitely gone out the window. <laughs> now, well, I guess we were, we were pretty lucky, I suppose, in our, you know, in our circle of people. I don't think we'd, we'd know too many people that would be, you know, thinking along those kind of 50s lines. But no. it was a thing. But it was a thing in radio. You'd be like, you know, please try and get somewhere quiet. And yeah. everyone's just like, nah, we're all at home. Everyone's yeah, like, anything. 
How many no things have you done from your car in the past? I've done things from the car in the past because it was the most soundproof thing I could find. <laughs> <laughs> it was quieter than the house. Yes. Anyway. But it's no fun. <laughs> so one of the reasons I um, I wanted to talk to you about fatherhood is you probably don't remember this, but many years ago I passed you in the corridor. I'd come into the radio station after I'd had my first baby and I had him in like a baby carrier and I was going to do a voiceover with him attached to me. And I saw you and Andy in the hallway and Andy was like, hi, sis. And you went, oh, my God, you had a baby. <laughs> and you got super clucky. And I thought, that is so wonderful. So then, of course, when fatherhood came your way, I was like, yep, perfect, makes sense. Was it's always, it always been bubbling along. Was it always in your stars? Um, that's a good question, Sis. I reckon, yeah, it's a funny one, this question with guys, because I, I think it's, you know, we can probably safely assume, like, between guys and girls, there's different hormonal drives to reproduce. And probably it's that we have different biological clocks, I suppose, in that sense. Like, we, uh, you know, annoyingly, I'm sure for you guys, we've just got, like, infinite time. And but so it's, I suppose it's a little bit different for guys and girls. And I, I've chatted to this with my mates who have got kids and mates that don't have kids. And, and I think everyone's got a bit of a different, you know, everyone's got a bit of a different path into fatherhood. And I would put myself in the camp of I just always knew I would one day be a dad mm. and that was a thought that sort of excited me and I just sort of always knew I was getting ready for it. But in the same way that an eight-year-old knows that one day he'll drive a car, like, I, 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 always, I always sort of had it at a bit of a distance and then I think I, think I just sort of, yeah, I don't know, like we all do when we grow up, I kind of hit 30, my early 30s and went, Oh, like, it wouldn't be... It was that gear change from going, it wouldn't be an accident now to have a kid. It would be a wonderful miracle. <laughs> and suddenly, <laughs> after 10 years of trying to avoid it, then you just, you're in. But re- realistically, it was um, it was my wife. It was Zoe. Like, you know, we again, like, we were, we'd got married and we're like, yeah, we know we're going to have kids. And because she is the baby dealer, she's the baby factory, it, you know, there's a, a much larger portion of the key turn was up to her. And I, so the way I remember it, there was this one day where she turned around and we went, hey, by the way, we're on. We're, we're going to start trying. We're going to start trying. I went, great. I, I think my actual first internal reaction was like, this is a shock, but I've got nine months to get my head around it. Yeah. And then even if I'm successful today, I've got nine months. Mm. So it was, yeah, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't sort of like me pushing, but when the moment came, I guess I put up zero fight. I was ready. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, was, I was ready to be, to be guided that way. And it was, it's awesome. So, you know, over the years I've watched you do some pretty funny things. I'm sure we all have, majority of Australians. Um, <laughs> but, like, now looking back, it's like now your children can see some of the funny things and the crazy things that you've done. And are you kind of going, oh, gosh, I hope that they don't follow in these footsteps and do some of these fun and crazy things? Not real, not really. I mean, it's with, I'd say we're only like six months, a year maybe into we'll be chatting about something and then it will come up, especially with my little boy. He's six and my yeah. little girl's three, so Rudy's not, you know, she's not, she's not interested in me in real life, let alone me on YouTube. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, oh, she, she, can be, she can be quite indifferent to me. That but, is uh, quite funny, isn't it? They could just get, go down the rabbit hole on YouTube and just see all of the things. I never thought of that before. You can't uh, escape in the it. Space, that's true. But with my, yeah, with my little girl, like in the space of 30 seconds, I can have... I can have my face in her hands. She could be holding me in the face saying, you're the best daddy of all time. And then 10 seconds later, she can say, okay, that's enough. You can go away now, Dad. So <laughs> she'll be a tougher nut to crack on the entertainment side of things. But for, for, my, for my little boy, he 
it, it will sometimes come up like we'll be talking about something and then, you know, my wife Zoe might say, you know, Dad has eaten a tarantula or something like that. And then some of those things might pop up and then we, we occasionally it does lead to a bit of a hunt on, uh, on, on YouTube. So, but it's never, I'm never really worried in the sense that like, you know, guys, you got to remember not to do this. They've sort of understood because they, they don't know any different. You know, Sonny's always understood that my job is, um, you know, having fun, on TV or having fun on radio or having fun with Andy or building things out of Lego and I think he just sort of understands that my job is about having fun and and having adventures, which I'm happy, f- uh, you know, I don't see any really, I mean, there's no need to hide that. Like, I'm, I'm happy for that message to be... Best job in the um, world, totally. Yeah, I'm happy for that message to be, it doesn't matter what your adventures are as long as it seems like a fun thing for you to do and, you know, you're safe and having fun with your friends. I'm really excited for when your daughter's hormones kick in and then all the fun things you'll be able to do then. Because <laughs> that is what I'm currently experiencing and oh. it's like, holy hell. It's interesting that you point that out about your daughter, about Hamish, your daughter, that the personalities are so different too. I think that's something that you don't realise before you have kids. Oh, no, no. <laughs> the kids that you get. And then just, if we had another daughter, I'm sure she'd be extremely different again too, yeah. Yeah, the hormones will be fun. Oh, yeah, that's that's just such a treat. And you're getting at the moment, I've had enough. Um, I get that I love you and I hate you and then I love you again. Like, oh. you know, that's it, it's, it's every end of the spectrum within about 65 seconds. Yeah, right. Yeah, I get all that. Yeah. So I never funny. know. I never yeah. know what's going to happen next. Yeah, at the moment, I just get a cute version of the I love you, I hate you. The three-year-old version's hilarious. It's so But good. I know it's not going to be as hilarious when it's 16. No, it's not. And we're only at 12 right now, but that's enough. I was going like, to say, I've got, a, I've got a seven-year-old and I get, oh, you're so embarrassing to anything I do, anything at all, which mm. I just think, well, that's kind of the point of me. So bad luck because it's only going to get worse I've from never, here on in. Yeah. I know. What, isn't it crazy, like, you spend your whole childhood growing up going, I'm not going to do that, I'm not going to be embarrassing. And, like, from a real early, you know how we're talking about knowing you were going to be a parent early? Like, I, I, I wrote, I'd love to try and find it, but I remember at 14 writing a word you know, like Word Word 95 or something, like whatever I was on Windows 95 <laughs> Word doc going to to go, don't do this when you're a parent. Like I was like, you know, this is like, you know, man, mum and dad are so out of touch. You know, this is how you talk to, you know, remember to do these things. And I wrote like a list of do's and don'ts, which was just basically, I think, all along lines of like, don't embarrass, like let me do it, like let them just go and do whatever they want sort of thing. And so you have that such a strong urge when you're a teenager to be like, I will never do this. And then just slightly <laughs> but surely, like like a whirlpool, just getting closer and closer, just inescapably drawn into the temptation to go, I love embarrassing you. It's my <laughs> exactly. favourite thing in the world. Exactly. And you get to do it on TV. Um, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I think it's really interesting for dads these days because the, the lines are so blurred and it's really difficult, I think, in a lot of ways, for men to really know what their role is in the parent situation. You know, sometimes it can get dads are supposed to be emotional and they're supposed to play with their kids and they're supposed to be rough and they're supposed to cook and they're supposed to clean and they're supposed to, you know. Do you find, like, I mean, you're pretty easygoing by the looks of things, but do you find you have those moments where you're like, oh, I don't even know, what, what am I supposed to do here? Well, I suppose that's the funny about all parenthood, you know, there's a lot of books on it, but there's no manual. And well, I mean, then there 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 are manuals, but you know, you quickly figure out you just got to find. That's the whole point. You just got to find your own way, and you got to figure out what works for you. And in 
and it, it's funny because you you know if you're in a relationship if you're in a you know if you're parenting with another parent you're you, you know, you're, you're figuring out who you are as a parent as you're getting better at being a husband as well or as you're trying to figure out how to be a better husband as well, which you're always doing, like, or, you know, for, for guys, you're always trying to figure out how to be a better partner. It, you know, it's not like you got married and you, like, yeah. solved it. You, you know, you're still figuring out your relationship in parallel with, like, figuring out how to be, how to dad the whole time. And it's all guesswork. Like, I'm a hundred, like, I mean... I think most guys feel that. I think the good thing about, you know, the the these days we have a lot more conversation about fathering and about how great it is and 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 how rewarding it is and and perhaps looking to kind of correct some of the emotional imbalances of the past. Um, and that's a that's a great thing, but I, I think the best that they can give you is just a guiding you know, a few guiding principles or guiding morals that then you have to figure out your own day-to-day application of. So for me, it's just a few keystones, you know. It's just things like I just think there's there's tons of things that if you can you can you you can kind of just get a couple of things right, you've sort of solved ninety percent mm. of what you need to be doing as a parent, and then you can fine tune the rest of your day is trying to fine tune little bits and making a lot of mistakes and trying to learn from them. But just just basic things like you know, I think dads these days are way more. Whereas our parents' generation, or maybe their parents' generation, there was a there was a, a weirdness about men and showing emotion and affection, and it was discouraged or it wasn't seen as productive. And you know, it just caused a lot of damage. So I think that you know, if you were to boil it down to one thing, you'd be like, just t- show your kids love, yeah. just mm. be loving, show them, and that and that is pretty simple. And there's a lot of easy ways to do that, and probably the easiest one is just by spending time interested in who they are and what they're interested in. Yeah. And sometimes this means sitting on a mat, playing sticks or wrestling or, you know, having to play dinosaurs when it would be easier to watch TV. But it's, I think, I think that's it. Like just to, to sub unconsciously send the message that, you know, I love who you are and I love what you're interested in and I'm here and I'm around. Yeah, I read something the other day that was talking about how, you know, um, snippets of quality time, five minutes, ten minutes. Yeah far outweighs sitting there for two hours with your children, which made me feel much better because I really don't want to sit there for two hours with them. <laughs> well, it's hard. Yeah, that's the thing. And I don't think and I don't, I don't think it has to be like, you know, bang, we made a, you know, we made a model or we bought an ice cream or we flew a kite and we took, you know, I, I, I kind of measure it off just if you can, if you can, how deep you can go. Like, you know, how... How much into like how much can you lean into their world? And I'm, yeah. I'm probably I'm only talking about little little kids here. I'm sure it changes as they grow up. But I, I think the principles would stay the same. Like you know, having said that, I don't mind. I love a bit of a hey, come on, I'm going to the post office. Let come with me because I want to help her. But but then those moments when you're sitting with your kids, going, I'll I'll just be present with whatever it is we're doing at the moment. I'm gonna try and change the course, or even if I had an idea that we could build a thing. That, that to me might seem like a highlight of a day, but it's not what you want to do, that isn't a highlight. Like, you know, to me, I sort of measure it off going, can, you know, how, how, how present can you be yep. with what's, what's interesting your kid right now? And then that to me is quality time. Do mm. you nail that? Mm. I think that's the stuff that accumulates over the years. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you have nailed it. If you can actually, but you have to, you have to tell yourself to do it, to go, what do, do they do. want to do? Because you're right, you can sit there and go, no, I can see 10 better ways to do this particular thing. You do. And, yeah. and you might wake up in the morning and go, you know what, there's a park we've never been to. 
or or even less, you know, like, you know what, There's a, I found a great book yesterday and we're going to read that and, like, you get attached to an idea of what you're going to do. And that, when you really think about it, that's just so you can feel like you did, you, you know, you kind of get attached to going, well, that's how I was going to measure success for today, but it's, I think that's the battle. And I was talking to a mate about this the other day where I was like, my theory is, you, you know, like, like, like anything, the whole point is, and I think it's okay to feel this. Like sometimes it's inconvenient. In fact, mm. I think it's good to be inconvenienced. Like it's kind of a sign that you're sacrificing something. If you're only doing stuff that you wanted to do, that's that's making by definition that's just playing in your world. So that kind of which you know we sacrifice in a zillion different ways. I guess all the time as parents. But for me, that's one that I'm. Anytime I find myself going, this is boring. <laughs> oh my God, this is, this is draining. I'm like, well, that's what you do. That's what you do. You've got to do that. You've got to push through. And, and, and being inconvenienced, I think, is actually kind of a good sign mm. that you're there for them because you're willing to give up doing something more enjoyable to be present. <laughs> it's been really hard in lockdown too because there's so many just things that need to be done. And, of course, the kids mm. just want... They're around all the time and they get bored and they want... Th the amount of times I've had to knock back an invitation to go on the trampoline <sighs> because I'm actually just concerned about my pelvic floor beyond anything else <laughs> going too many times. That was but, my you know, question. I was like, what have you been doing? You're like, I took a jump on the trampoline. That was my first question. Yeah. And how was your pelvic yeah, floor yeah, after yeah. that? No, well, you know, I often have to get off because I need to go and do a wee. But, you know, but they love it. They love it because they have brought you, like you say, into their world and they're in control. And little kids love a bit of control over things. Mm. Mm. True. Um, really True. Um, one thing I love about what I've seen uh, from your, you know, social media fatherhood life is that you are really big into the birthday cake scene, and <laughs> which you know you've set yourself a goal. To, it's got out of control. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not just the Women's Weekly Women's Weekly Cookbook of birthday cakes. You you kind of have taken it to the next level, haven't you? Because I do love the Women's Weekly and the weird duck with the oh, chip I mean, lips the, and everything. Oh, yes, yes, the fluffy duck. <laughs> but did it we not was sit there as kids? We used to sit Bible there and yeah. Yeah. You'd, But you'd start like the day after your birthday ended oh, yeah. for the next year. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, oh, the cricket, the, the green coconut oh, cricket pitch. Swimming pool cake. Yes, swimming oh, yeah. pool was I good. mean, I remember like... I haven't lived in this house now for, geez, 20-something years, but I remember my childhood home. I remember the family room. I remember the bookshelf. I remember where it was. Yeah. And it was like having, I guess it was like having a favourite video game. Like yeah. you would just be like, what will I do today? Huh. I think I'll look through the, uh, I think I'll look through the cake book. <laughs> just wander over and flick around, flick it out of the couch. So, I mean, the, yeah, the cake thing started... It actually it started on the radio show, I think, when it was my little boys. It was Sonny's third birthday. And and I think I was just, I mean, this will come as no surprise to you, Sess. You've been around me and Andy making the radio show. It just started from a, 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 a overconfident brag. I was just out of, like, a, like a poorly thought through overconfident brag. Mm -hmm. That's, and I was just that's like, how all you know the good what? things start. I'm going to make this cake. And... That 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 sort of begun the the odyssey of just. I mean, and I have no cake making experience, but the way my brain approaches it is like that first one was like Mac from Cars from Disney's Cars movie as a semi trailer, 
And in my head, I'm just like, it's just shapes and colour and you just got to put them together right and I can do that. It's just like a little puzzle and it was. it's just very fun. I mean, I really actually enjoy it because, I don't know, it's it's one of those ones where you're like, I know my wife would never do this because she's like, are you crazy? She, wouldn't, she, she gets hives at the thought of like the whole day, you know, tomorrow's the birthday and you're lunging into the most important part of the day with no skills or training. Like, this is where my wife and I are extreme opposites. That excites me, that that that, that danger money feeling of just jumping in with no training, and that is not Zoe's manoeuvre. And thankfully, we have her as the centre of our family. Um, we have that sensible centre of our family that can, that can pin the operation down. But, but the next so, level, like you're saying you started with Mac, Mac the truck, like that... Yeah, that's not where it ended, is it? Um, probably the one I did this, my the one I did for my daughter a few months ago in July. Her birthday is uh, for Rudy. That was the definitely the hardest one, the least famous. Like they've be, they've been sort of like kind of like dinosaurs or Slimer from Ghostbusters. That was good. Was one of my little boys ones that spat slime. I was <laughs> I liked that. They all somehow it's evolved that they have to like do something. Yeah. They, now they're, they're okay. both like. A cake and a verb together. You, they have to have like some sort of motion in them. <laughs> but my little girls one for weeks we we're talking about a unicorn, and I was like, "We're gonna. This is great. I've got a few ideas. I think I can pull off a unicorn. There's sparkles. There's rainbow. There's like chocolate. You can make it poo chocolate, and you can make it do fun stuff." And then on the day before, she just completely, she just flicked the switch <laughs> and just went, "I don't want. I don't want. I don't want a unicorn at all. I want." Sheepy, who's her like little rag, her doot doot, you yeah, know, little, yeah. like a it's like a rag. She's well, it's like a fancy rag she sleeps with <laughs> that that's, you don't want to lose ever. But, but that's like yeah, that's mm. right. We, that we have three backups mm-hmm. of. But that's that's the, the, like the highest compliment I can give Sheepy is it's a fancy rag. Yeah, and I was like, how do I make this a cake? So, but we it was tricky, but I was proud. Like it looked. The funny thing is, like, to anyone looking at it, they'd be like, that just looks like a little sheep rag <laughs> on it. But to Rudy, it was like, it's her best friend in cake form. And it was, yeah. it was well worth it. It was, Aww, I'm, I was so glad you. that we, it was, it's like, like, if she had to pick between me and Sheepy, you wouldn't hesitate. Like, it's Sheepy all the way. I just love that. She's so your best friend, though. Hey, have you seen the show Nailed It? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Nailed It Nailed is the it best. Is what I'm thinking of, though, because how funny yeah. when it goes wrong. Like, Livy and I see it. Livy's like, Mum, you want to watch Nailed It? I'm like, yeah, put it on. And the kids know because I'll just laugh and laugh mm, and laugh mm. to the point where I'm like, can't breathe anymore. But it, it's truly the it funniest the yeah. show. Yeah. But when I had um, that minor like, surgery my face when I had that cut they put it on mm. and I couldn't, couldn't laugh, laugh. <laughs> and I, it was the worst experience well I did start I, I popped something and I started bleeding but <laughs> but it was like the worst to, to tr- try and I challenge you to try and not laugh no. in Nailed It it is so funny. It's got well. I've everything. never seen Nailed It. What do they make? What are oh, they doing now? You have to go and look it up. It's, it's like the opposite of Lego Masters, where you get like the best, you get the worst. Yep. People trying makers and they're fighting out for ten thousand dollars cash and the things that they make. So they have these like quite elaborate. There's two rounds and they have to make these quite elaborate, um, like full on, like, like it, cakes yes. or cookies. They often have like a, yeah. a actual prop, like cake maker, like they do. Proper, yeah, 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 and, yeah with and, uh, like all the icing and mouldable chocolate and the whole bit. 
And what they end up with is the biggest pile of <laughs> they have to hilarity. It. They have to try and replicate and it. And they have to <laughs> reveal it and go, it. and it's terrible but wonderful all at <laughs> so once because funny. these people awesome. have no idea. And you know, I know the feeling. No I idea. Feeling. That's what my mind went to. I was like, this could have been like nailed it. The kind of thing where you sit there well, and you're my... like, you've forgotten the butter <laughs> yes. in the cake mix. It's not going to be a cake. Like just all together. <laughs> just the I best. Love it. The I best. Love it. Well, my, yeah. Yeah, my cakes take, you know, seven or eight hours <laughs> when they probably would take a professional one or two because slow cook. I don't know what I'm. I don't know what I'm doing, and I'm too. I'm often. Well, I'll be honest. I'm too scared to progress past mm. what are often make or break points. Point where I go, no I know if I. Yes. Well, I just, I just like if I don't nail this head, the whole thing's over. I can't deliver, and so I just dawdle before, uh, before taking that step for like an hour. I'm drinking, I'm scrolling online. And I'm like, why is it also every time you make it. a new cake, I bet you need a different tool for it. It's like, I don't have that tool. You have to have the right tools to make it. the cakes, right? Mm. You have to. Mm. Well, yes, and every year I go, must remember to get a rolling pin mm. for next year. And then every year I forget and I'm back using like a Campari mm. bottle or something. Rolling as a rolling pin. Pin. I'm going to buy you one. Um, <laughs> mine went missing for a while. Geordie was using it as a sword. Oh. But mine doesn't have the bits on the end. It's just a... Gee, that's rough. Oh, yeah. I was like, and not only that... No, no. You don't be in the way of that. Also, the knife sharpener. That's a great Star Wars <laughs> yeah, sword. Yeah. That went missing for, for months. I'm like, I can't show. I had the bl- no. most blunt knives mm. for maybe six months because I couldn't find it. It was in his room somewhere. We did a big clean no, up. You, got a, you, got a hard, you have a hardcore house going oh, on there. Yeah. Like, I know. Yeah. I know, right? Well, I got a, I, we, got a, we got a heavy toys rule. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Heavy. Heavy. <laughs> oh. Too heavy. Yeah, I just let my we kids do lots run of, right. Lots of, lots of, yeah, I know. Lots of lightsaber battling, but, man, you can break someone's shin with Absolutely. a knife sharpener. <laughs> on, on lightsaber battling, a mm-hmm. couple of years ago, we had a Jedi-themed birthday party for my son, Ollie, and the other Great. day we discovered a couple of the life's... Life, I can't say... I was going to say lifesavers. Who am I? <laughs> lightsabers in the back of the cupboard that we'd made for the party out of pool noodle. Now, seemed like a oh, good, good idea with a bit of tape. They look amazing, but they are... Painful whackers. Oh, really? But they're talking been, about my yeah. being a painful whacker. Mm, oh, no, these are, well, because you both get on there and you're yeah. like, and of course, so the trampolines no, then become did a you cage gaffer, match. Did you, did you gaffer tape them up? Only the handle. So okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Because mm. yeah. I was going to say, that would add some real sting <laughs> to a pool noodle. It would, wouldn't it? But good if you're looking for a lightsaber jewel. Just watch out that after a month or so, they really start to know how to give them a good whacking. Well, they like the party favours. That you sent home with the kids? No, they had oh. a they had like a battle. Oh right, oh, mate. Yeah, you're not you're not sending a pool noodle home. Imagine that valuable... sending it. That'd be the best. It's right. like sending, it's like well, a, it's like it's like a Logie's gift bag. Yeah, like, but like, the pa- a pool like, like, yeah. A but the parents are standing there collecting their kids, and they're looking, going, "Gee, thanks. That's that's great. What am Why? I? No, I mean like, oh. what am I going to do? How am I going to well, get this up the kids? What am I going to do with it? You know, it's like one of those like, oh god, whack my sisters. We got one of those. We got like a cheap thing from. Uh, is it Anko or that that brand that 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 makes just like a zillion kind of like mm, cheap plastic yes. kid things? So it's like this two dollar tube with kind of like rubber balls, rubber spiky balls on the end, and you whack it, and it and it like the lights start going in it. But it's red and blue lights, like kind of I guess like little LEDs in there that just alternate flashing. But it somehow found its way into the car. And so when it's whacked, the lights go off. But it looks like police lights. So every like, and then we forget about it for a few months because it's just like you know thirty toys floating around the back of the car, and we forget about it a few months. And then every now and again, like a kid will pick it up quietly while you're driving. And usually when it's like 
dusk and you hear it, you'd be like, shit, what's going on? <laughs> you just get sprayed oh with the God, lights. Oh, that's so funny. Um, before we let you go, you're about to launch into another season of Lego Masters, I hear. We are, we are, yes. We start filming in a couple of months. That's so exciting. I've got to say to you, I, on the whole, apart from Nailed It, I just find reality TV just so difficult to, to deal with. But Lego Masters oh. is the best. I think. Oh, thanks, mate. You, well, I think the difference is it's, it's a really positive experience, you know. It's really lovely to watch something where people are encouraging of each other. It's a competition, totally. sure. But you, uh, you know, like you can make friends with everybody in a second by the looks of things. And But, but even between the competitors, there's this real camaraderie. There's none of that kind of bitching behind the back. That, and there's not, like the promos aren't about trying to bring people down. And I just think it is it, uh, the totally. best, and it, it, most refreshing TV. Well, that's a really lovely thing to say, and thank you. But and for mine, my huge, you know, my my happiest surprise and my like greatest thrill was, you know, g- going into the show before, when it was just an idea on paper, and and you, you know, we were chatting with producers. You, you know, was you it know your it's like idea? when you're making something. No, no, I mean, it, it's, it's Endemol Shine that yeah. make it, who do make, like, maths and yeah. MasterChef and stuff. Yeah, they, you know, the people that make Lego Masters are super clever and we all loved the idea that we could take the piss out of reality a little bit and, like, Lego's the show to do it. In the same way, kind of like the Lego movie, mm. like, it's like the Lego, it's like Lego's sense of humour. Like, it, it doesn't take itself seriously, yet at the same time, it's, it's a cool thing. Like it's a pretty amazing world that it's it, it it exists in, so we all liked the idea. We could you know have fun with the, the reality format in that way, and those guys are like, no, they know better than anyone the tropes to yeah. to, to like lampoon because they've all done four seasons each of MasterChef or Survivor or you know, so the, all the people working on the show like love getting to take the piss out of the format of reality show. And, that, and like you said, but we we never want to, we never do, and we never want to take the piss out of the competition or the Lego because we really all do love the competition mm. and we love that side of it. And I get, you know, like the, one of the biggest, like I was saying, the, the happiest surprise was that first day when we started filming, the very first episode of season one was people who had to build a city block. And we still really were unsure at that stage. Like, is this, are we just going to be watching, yeah. like, this could be super boring, <laughs> but we're watching people build Lego all day. Yeah. And you think you've got everything lined up and you think you've thought of everything and there still was that thing floating over the top of our heads. So our biggest joy was at the end of that day, everyone was like A, blown away by what the contestants had built but wanted to hang around and the crew were having beers and looking at the builds and everyone. You got these like grizzled old, like, you know, 20-year veteran camera guys who have who are like bickering with each other about what's a better colour choice on the facade of this building. <laughs> yep. And I was like, it's it's true. Like it's not just us. It's 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 fascinating to watch. You don't. You, there's no way we can do what they're doing, but you get sucked into the world. And we all play with Lego, and it's it's imagination. You know, it's creating nothing. It's creating something from nothing, and that's a really fun thing to be a part of. And 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 the best bit, yeah, is the contestants. Mm. Like a, their talent, but b, the. The, they sort of set the tone in season one, and I think they they reinforced it in season two. Where these like the people are just stoked to be there yeah. to have fun, and they love what each other's building. We have to keep them at their own benches quite a lot of the time because <laughs> Stop they like, look around. up and see, ah. and they like see what someone's building, and they want to go and check it out and see how <laughs> yes. someone's doing it. And 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 in season one. 
there were, it was like if you if you win, you know, you, you miss the next build. Like sometimes you'd be safe from elimination. And we just weren't expecting people to be so like, No, they okay, don't want to cool. miss out. Like, yeah. I guess I'm happy. Thank you. It's good to win. But <laughs> I really just want to keep building. You know, could we still, would it be possible for us to still do the build and yeah. not be <laughs> like, well, guys, it, you know, get your TV head on. You look, at the, you look at your collection of Lego at home and, I mean, I grew up with a box of Lego that was literally like, I don't know, A3 sized maybe. And the stuff I yes. would create out of that was Oh, I'm pretty proud of myself going back to the 80s. But I look at my kids. That started their Lego collection and it's grown and grown and grown and grown. But still, it's such a hodgepodge. And you look at that room in Lego Masters and it's just like the holy grail oh. of Lego build. I don't know how you haven't stolen... Well, maybe you have. We've got, <laughs> we've got a, a lot. Of we've pretty, got a lot. Yeah. We were actually playing Lego this morning here and... I'm like, oh yeah, we've got like six huskies in our po- <laughs> like in our big our blanket of Lego yeah. at home, and I'm like, I remember that day. That was when Sunny came to visit, and we just stole all the, huskies. all the huskies. <laughs> I have to admit that Lego is the one thing I will sit for hours mm, with my children and yeah. do. They they know that Mummy will sit there for ages and just. But do build you it. play? See, we have this constant thing where they go, "Do you want to play Lego?" And to me, that's great. I'm going to build a yes. something. Well, not, no, it's no, not like it used to be. Hello, Mum. Can you oh. do it? Come on. Let's go and find the cat. Oh, no, Geordie likes, to, Geordie likes to modify. But, but what you're saying there, Cess, like the playing, where oh, like some people got the stamina it. for it. And in our house, like, you know, I know that that's something I can I can jump in on and Zoe's like, mate, Mm-mm. go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Not so Yep. <laughs> and, again, it's just that thing of like, I think it's good. I think it is good to know your strengths a little bit. Let us yeah. go, hey, mummy will do this. Because when we were little, you know, it is important for them to go. Yeah, okay. There's sometimes it's just that's what kids. That's that's like kids can go and play and do that that playing stuff. You know, not every. Not all parents have to be, you know, mm. like totally three hours of immersive <laughs> role playing and characters. It's good. It's good that I think it's good that they they know their boundaries and that way when they got brothers and sisters and stuff, they're like that's what we do together. Yeah. We, yeah. We, we do we do silly baby voices for the dogs, yeah. and then mum and dad mum and dad build the houses. That's right. I keep my silly voices for the books. That's, there you that's go. you know good job. Yeah, and they have to put up with that because I'm like it's yeah. my job. Bad yeah. luck. Yeah, you just you get go. yeah. I love a silly voice, don't I? Um, what a delight it has been to have you on our podcast today, Ladies, Hamish Blake. And a, a total a total pleasure. I I feel like I gave zero expertise, but I think we learn a lot about cakes and we learn a lot about Lego. <laughs> that's all. That's all anyone's got the uh, emotional intelligence for at the moment. Let's face it. All good. It. We're happy. Well, um, hopefully we'll see you in real life one of these days. I know, guys. We're studio buddies. We I know. we we're sh- ships in the night mm-hmm. through the podcast one studios. But yeah, look after it for us. Yes, um, right. Enjoy your time out of the house. We will. We will scribble out your now. name at some point. We're, we're branding because we're very, you know. Yeah, we come in here. Some, come in here often, and they've got the names wrong. They've put I know. They Hamish and Annie instead of Nat and Cecilia, but that's fine. We'll, we'll deal with that. <laughs> we'll talk to us, when we're in there, we see a, we see a lot of Nat and Seth. Like, it's annoying. <laughs> you do. Yeah. Like, get rid of that. Yes, we don't need that. <laughs> um, uh, all right. Good. Well, we'll uh, talk to you soon. Well, Thank you so much. Well, Lost it. Thanks, guys. Um, Have a great one. See you, Hamish. Bye. Bye. Well, before we go, Cecilia, we always love a review. Uh-huh, we have absolutely. more. We have more at the moment. People so have got time on their hands. Yes, we would invite anyone and everyone. 
<laughs> to leave us a review, but seriously. Not because we just need the feedback, but actually we, we just like need the validation to know what you yes. like. You know? And it makes us feel warm and fuzzy. Um, this one says Rocking Podcast. Mm-hmm. That well, we know, good. we know. I just love all your podcasts. I learn and I giggle. A male friend actually brought my attention to episode 106. Given that I'm single after 20 years, it was a good recommendation. Anything that makes me walk a little taller, I'm five foot. Shh, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> She's talking about the orgasm, 30 yes. day orgasm challenge. 30 day orgasm challenge. Which, you know, has had a bit of feedback. A few people are like, oh, that one was a bit different. Uh, we know because, well, we didn't know, but now we know. So, you know, but do absolutely take the time to leave us a review. We love to read them out and, I don't know, that's got to feel fun as a listener, doesn't mm-hmm. it, hearing your review read that's out? That's right. That's, that's right. cool. All right. Well, Nat, um, I don't know about you, but oh, Hamish gave me the warm and fuzzies yes. today. Yes. Bless his cotton socks. Totally. I mean, I mean, we might have that issue with them, you know, having their names instead of ours in the studio, but we'll deal with that. That will I love to you know, get yeah. sorted out. Yeah. Uh, until next time, we hope this episode has left you feeling a little bit healthier, happier, and better. Look at that round the wrong way. You didn't did. I? <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>